Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Good morning. Welcome to Dirt Radio. You're on 3CR. And today you are uh, hosted by Elise Cunningham from Vaux, Melbourne. Um, I just want to kick off the show by acknowledging that I'm joining you today on stolen Wurundjeri Woiwurrung land. I want to acknowledge elders past and present and uh, First Nations peoples caring for country all over so-called Australia today. And uh want to take a moment to reflect on the interconnectedness of the struggles and powerful resistance from so-called Australia to Palestine, West Papua, Sudan, Ukraine, and other places where peoples are being subjected to violent um, colonial genocide and oppression. This land and those lands have never been ceded, and this always was and always will be Aboriginal land. So in today's episode, we're going to have a couple of guests. So first of all, I'm going to have a chat with Tori, who is a long-term community activist and a member for of our Unionists for Palestine. And we're going to be talking about the place of Australia and Victoria in the global supply chain of weapons, um, Australia's place in supplying Israel with weapons to commit genocide, um, and the actions that have been going on in um in recent times and historically to disrupt this supply chain. And then we've also just had a call in from someone who's currently at the Sid Intifada on the steps of Victorian Parliament. Um, so towards the end of the show, we're going to have a chat with them as well about what's going on down there. Uh, so let's get into it. So the first topic, I just wanted to first read out a line from the website of BDS Australia, which states that Many Australian companies supply weapons components for arms and military hardware used by Israel against Palestinians. According to international law, it is illegal to knowingly allow weapons to go to a country or entity perpetrating war crimes. And this is something that activists uh, in this land and other lands have been attempting to disrupt uh, for many years, but it's something that has become really prevalent um, and urgent at the moment. So I'm going to just play a quick community service announcement and then we'll have Tori on the line. 3CR is about community and we welcome your participation at the station. 3CR is open to a wide diversity of volunteers and is a great way to connect with Melbourne's activist community. Have you ever thought about volunteering, doing a reception shift, getting a program on air, training in radio skills or contributing to one of the station's committees? There are many ways to be involved at 3CR. To find out more, go to 3cr.org.au and get in touch. We're back on Dirt Radio 3CR, and I think we've got Tori on the line. Tori, good morning. Hey, how's it going? 
I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Yeah, yeah, doing well. Yeah, really excited to hear um, the speeches coming out of the protest down at Sydney Father this morning. It looks really good. Yeah, me too. I'm yeah excited to hear because it's the first day of Parliament, so um, I think there's a lot happening down there this morning. So it'll be yeah really awesome to get an update um, from what's going on. But let's um yeah let's have a chat. So I thought maybe we could. Um, start by hearing just a bit of your background in anti-military activism and what your sort of connection is to um, this topic. Yeah, so uh, I guess, yeah, I kind of got involved with anti-military activism back when I was a uni student uh, at Melbourne Uni when Lockheed Martin kind of came to town, first came on the scene. That was probably back in 2017, and that's when a community group started campaigning uh, to get them out of the university. They're still very embedded with the University of Melbourne. But from there, um, yeah, been affiliated with a lot of groups that have tried to push back against a number of the Israeli-owned weapons manufacturers uh, in based here in Nam. And now, yeah, since uh, the current you know, genocidal attack on Gaza, I've, I've since been organising in Unionists for Palestine. Awesome. Um, and so, like, what what is the context of um, Israeli weapons companies in Nam or, you know, companies that are sort of playing a supporting role in supplying genocide? Can you give us a bit of, like, a overview of the the context here, how many companies exist and what, what their role is? Mm. Yeah. So, well, I, I, like, as I heard someone say... Um, down down on the ground at Sydney Intifada this morning, I think it's upwards of 70 companies in, in so-called Victoria wow. that are involved in weapons manufacturing, which is pretty, yeah, an overwhelming reality. But um, when I was looking up uh, who was contributing just to the construction of the F-35 combat jet, which is one of the main um, jets produced by Lockheed Martin, which is the, one of the biggest yeah, weapons manufacturers in the world, um, there's there's really too many to to list but i thought that i would kind of just mention three to kind of talk about the nature of uh, i guess how supply chain manufacturing works in a kind of globalized economy and and therefore how how we can kind of respond to that um in particular i wanted to mention three one was rosebank engineering which is uh based in in bayswater um and they list on their website that they uh, do wheel and brake repair work for the F-35 jets, um, but also it's known that they also produce the hinge parts for the weapon bay doors that bombs are kind of released out of. So that's kind of an example of these two really small but critical um, elements of the F-35 jet. Um, there's also uh, Loret Technologies, which I thought was an interesting one to note. They're based in Greensboro, but they actually received a $1 million grant from the Australian federal government to um, up- upskill workers and receive more complex equipment for their manufacturing processes in order to, again, contribute to the production of S35s. Um, and then finally, um, HTA, which is based in Campbellfield, uh, they do heat treatment and thermal processing for parts for the F-35. And I couldn't tell you what heat treatment actually is. Um, but again, it's a really essential part um, of the F-35 manufacturing process. So those are just three uh, companies just based here in Nam. So, yeah, it's it's very widespread, but it's also very um, 
very particular what each company does in contributing to the um, production of these weapons. Mm. I am just, yeah, mind, like my mind is blown that there is like 70, over 70 companies Mm. here. That is, yeah, like insane. And yeah, as you said, like, like a lot of these companies play like a bit of a small sort of hidden role that like people wouldn't really, I guess, connect, um, you know, straight away. They wouldn't really, you know, recognize that as being like a part of this global supply chain and literally supplying genocide. Um, what are some of the things that you've been involved in lately that are kind of like, you know, um, shedding a bit of light on this? I know you mentioned there's some stuff going on in the union movement around this. So could you just tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, well, I guess there's some in some um, situations people are taking a very uh, community uh, community organizing direct approach, which is really amazing. Like with Hume for Palestine starting to rally outside HGA and saying that it's unacceptable for this company company to be profiting off the current genocide in Gaza, and that they need to be breaking their contracts with um, Lockheed Martin producing these F 35s but there's other ways that people are um, able to push back against the war machine. And I yeah, particularly wanted to make a shout-out for Teachers for Palestine, who are connected to Unionists of Palestine, who are also um, pushing back against weapons manufacturers who are quite insidiously, uh, quite embedded in the education system, you know, funding uh, education programs. And again, from my own personal experience, back way back, you know, when I was in high school, I participated in the National Youth Science Forum. Uh, and a few years after I participated in that, the primary sponsor, again, became Lockheed Martin, you know, which is it's just really kind of distressing and upsetting that these companies are trying to uh, leach into um, all different parts of life, whether it's research and development and manufacturing and kind of uh, uh, in coaxing people to become complicit um, in, in the war machine. Mm, it's like totally insidious um Mm -hmm. yeah it's very scary to think of but um you know hopefully these times will encourage people to kind of do a bit of digging and you know think through what's the role of their own workplace in all of this are there connections is there something that they can do to try to break that break that connection and break that um, supply chain, and you mentioned there the the actions that have been happening at HTA, and I just wanted to quickly um, shout out and flag that there will be a rally there this Friday at eleven a.m. So um, get on down. I'll share some information in the blurb of the podcast up on the three CR website. Um, but yeah, speaking of, I guess like more of those actions that are like targeting the companies sort of on the ground. Uh, could you give us a bit of an overview of like other sort of actions that have happened outside of the HTA one and anything else that you know that's sort of coming up? Uh, yeah, I think there's been, um, I think at the moment there's a lot of awareness raising, which is really excellent. And again, yeah, shouting out to Sid Intifada. I think they're doing mm-hmm. a lot of excellent work using social media to really raise awareness because, yeah, it's, it can feel quite overwhelming to realize that, you know, that company that it just looks like a warehouse down the road might uh, kind of be benignly participating in in the genocide. So I think people are doing a lot of awareness raising at the moment Mm -hmm. um, and and building, you know, multi-pronged strategies. Sometimes 
protesting and like you know petitioning uh, companies to divest from their contracts for Israel is really effective. And then sometimes it's also working with workers who might be unionized to to kind of really pushing people to down tools or go go to their delegates or go to their officials and be like, we don't you know want to be contributing to the genocide through our work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's like a lot. A lot of um, education and a lot of organizing that's happening in the works at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also saw that there's uh, legal action that's been taken by Palestinian human rights organizations, Al-Haq, Al-Mazan Center for Human Rights and the Palestinian Center for Human Rights in conjunction with the Australian Center for International Justice to obtain info about Australia's arms exports to Israel since October 7. Um, 2023. So I'd recommend that people kind of um, follow along and have a look at what's going on there. Because yeah, it's been sort of secretive. And I guess it's like, it's interesting now because it goes hand in hand with um, the cuts to funding that we recently saw to the UNWRA. Um, Mm -hmm. So we're in a situation at the moment where our government is literally cutting funding for really critical aid whilst continuing to... um, supply weapons <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah exactly and and i think the way i was thinking about it uh just this morning is I, I guess i was thinking back to the AUKUS deal between australia the us and the uk and rather than that i feel like that was obviously a huge um controversial kind of topic in in federal politics but i think rather than that being the beginning of a new era i i actually feel like that now that we understand how deeply embedded um, Australian manufacturing com- industry is in the kind of global uh, military-industrial complex, AUKUS is actually kind of the icing on the cake of these relationships that have been ongoing for a long time now. Mm, yeah, yeah, it's such a long, long-lasting thing, and it's really, yeah, um, really the moment for people to sort of step step up and get involved in this kind of activism and this kind of work. What are what are some ways that people can sort of get involved in the next little while? What would you recommend if there's someone who wants to like get down to a rally or participate in these actions but they don't really know how to access that? What would you what would you say? Mm, absolutely. Well, I think what's so special and so powerful about the this moment is that we are really in the in the present moment of a huge movement and people are working together across all different kind of types of organizing and, and levels of um, engagement in, in, in activism. So, I mean, primarily, I'd say if you want to get involved, go down to sit in Fada, to sit in Fada at, at Parliament Steps and say hello, because those crew are awesome, they're staunch and they're there every day and they're very welcoming for people that want to get involved. Mm. I think that there's also really excellent work happening um, at all of the different community groups. I think off the top of my head, there's Darabin for Palestine, Hume for Palestine, um, and there's a number of other kind of groups that are organised around local governments. Um, and they've been doing really beautiful work, putting pressure on the local MPs to actually, you know, really speak out and name this genocide, genocide for what it is. Mm. But if you work in... Uh, even if you work remotely or if you work in a workplace and you're wanting to connect with people that are in a similar type of work for you, um, yeah, Union to Palestine is also a great way to get involved. Um, but really, there's just starting wherever you are mm-hmm. and knowing that there's so much work that can be done 
going down and connecting with people at Camp Sovereignty. Mm. Um, yeah, there's so many excellent ways to, to participate right now. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say get get down to Camp Sovereignty as well. There's, yeah, just it's, yeah, pretty amazing time to be a part of this movement and just be living um, in Nam and, yeah, seeing all the incredible actions that are going on and all of the tremendous displays of solidarity. Um, mm-hmm. So... I might um, leave us there, Tori, and then I'm going to chuck a song in and then we'll come back and have a chat with um, someone who's currently down at the Sid Intifada. Thanks so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks. Chat soon. Bye. Bye. be able to stay home, brother. You will not be able to plug in, turn on, and cop out. You will not be able to lose yourself on stag and skip out for beer during commercials because the revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruptions. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew to eat hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be brought to you by the Schaefer Award Theater and will not star Natalie Woods and Steve McQueen or Bullwinkle and Julia. The revolution will not give your mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised, brother. There will be no pictures of you and Willie Mae pushing that shopping cart down the block on the dead run or trying to slide that color TV into a stolen ambulance. NBC will not be able to predict the winner at 8.32 on report from 29 districts. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of pigs shooting down brothers on the instant replay. There will be no pictures of Whitney Young being run out of Harlem on the rail with a brand new process. There will be no slow motion or still lights of Roy Wilkins strolling through Watts in a red, black, and green liberation jumpsuit that he has been saving for just the proper occasion. Green Acres, Beverly Hillbillies, and Hooterville Junction will no longer be so damn relevant and women will not care if Dick finally got down with Jane on Search for Tomorrow because black people will be in the street looking for a brighter day. The revolution will not be televised. There will be no highlights on the 11 o'clock news and no pictures of Harry Arm, women liberationists, and Jackie Onassis blowing her nose. The theme song will not be written by Jim Webb or Francis Scott Keyes, nor sung by Glenn Campbell, Tom Jones, Johnny Cash, Engelbert Humperdinck, or The Rare Earth. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live. Welcome back to Dirt Radio on 3CR. That was The Revolution Will Not Be Televised by Gil Scott Heron. What a bloody brilliant song. 
And uh, now we're joined by Uncle Ehab, who's down at the Sit in Tafada. Um, good morning, Uncle. How are you going? Good morning. Very well. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to be with you this morning. Oh, no worries at all. It's, yeah, an honor um, and a pleasure to have you on with us. Um, so, yeah, tell us what's going on uh, down at Sit Intifada today. Yeah, we asked uh, our supporters and everybody uh, would love to be part of this uh, movement uh, to regain our freedom, to come and support us and sit with us this morning because the parliament uh, reset today and tomorrow, I think the day after, three days this week. And we would love to say to the MBs and the government, uh, you had your holidays and you want to have fun, and we were still getting killed everywhere. Uh, we're still here on the street. We're not moving at all. That's our statement until uh, permanent ceasefire and the killings and genocide going to stop. Uh, at, uh, for them, uh, a shame on them. They had uh, 100 days off holidays. And they only worked 12 days in the last 112 days. But we've been sitting on the streets for 112 days continuous every single day. And that's a strong message to them. We're not going anywhere until you change your attitude uh, or your uh, 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 agreement with, with this uh, unfortunate uh, genocide. And we say to them, if you don't, we make sure next uh, elections will work on the ground hard for you not to be elected. We're going to be campaigning against every single MB, every single group, uh, Labour or Liberal, to not to be elected at all. Our number is so big, we can work really hard on the ground. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I'm sure you'll be very well supported in that work. Um, the movement around Palestine at the moment is just phenomenal and it's really incredible to see your... You, you guys showing up down at Parliament every single day. Um, what's been the response from the MPs so far? Has anyone come down to have a chat with you? Have, have you had any sort of response at all from any of the MPs? Yeah, we had uh, our friend Gabriel and Emma. Uh, they came uh, this morning and the, bo- the both of them uh, did incredible, beautiful speech to the uh, Guys came to support us. They, they beyond belief, good support as well. Oh, that's good to hear that you've had, um, yeah, a couple of a couple of them show up and and come down. Um, what about the how many how many people are down there on the ground this morning? Uh, probably three hundred, four hundred. Was a big number. Oh wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. It was a really wh- big number, and we actually not on the front of the parliament only. We separate ourselves in every single entry of the parliament. That means we're sitting in front of them regardless, and they're throat. They're going to see us regardless of which gate they try to enter. That's an excellent idea. They can't. They can't get around you. They're gonna. They're gonna yeah. have to have to see you and say, "Hey, no matter no matter what." Um, what else? What else is going on down there? What are What are folks up to? I know that um, it's been a really good place for people to sort of connect. I've seen people doing art down there and all kinds of things. Um, what's been happening sort of, I guess, over the last last few weeks? Any sort of memorable moments from the Sid Intifada? Yes, we engage on both of every single action happening in Victoria, organising the regular Sunday rallies, the small macro rallies around MPs, around uh, councils, 
every one of them, we about of it and debate with it. Uh, whatever happened in the dock uh, and uh, Campbell Field, the manufacturing, manufacturing uh, companies, uh, every single movement, and we have the scope or the place here in uh, in the uh, steps. Uh, we turn it to be a protest place and learning place. So anyone would love to come engage to learn from others or to teach others or to have a conversation, connections, they most welcome. It's a great opportunity for us to learn from each other and to know uh, how we could uh, live with each other. That's, I think, the biggest uh, impact in the steps here. It's, a, uh, it's an easy going place. Everybody can engage. Everybody can uh, have a, a beautiful conversations. Uh, especially in the afternoon, when it's set, when after work, when the sun sets down a little bit, uh, we do a lot of art. The Sit Intifada has a Sit Intifada, and we do a lot of uh, support for every single group to do art uh, around the city. Uh, we're going tomorrow to Canberra, uh, supporting the, uh, the convoy to Canberra to sit in the front of the parliament uh, in Canberra as well. Oh, amazing. Uh, if, if we, we all around, basically. We're part of this movement. we nothing more than everybody else try to do every single thing here in the city. Yeah, I would say I've, I've, I've seen you all over the place, and, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, just quickly, before we wrap up, uh, the sort of topic of today's conversation was particularly centred on Australia's role in the, in the supply of weapons to so-called Israel um, for them to use against the Palestinian people. And I wondered if you just, before we um, end the call, if you wanted to send a message out to, to the community or to the government or whoever you want when it comes to this supply of weapons, what is your, what is your message that you, would, that you want to say about that? I would love to say to everybody to understand the mentality of this uh, government in Australia. They shut down the manufacturer, which is something good we used to work on, we used to have... Uh, cars, we used to have a lot of other manufacturers, tires, and unfortunately, they directed all their efforts to manufacture weapons and become a big economies of selling for them to make more profit, part of this colonization around the world. Mm-hmm. And this weapons goes to what's so-called Israel and other regimes around, like the regimes killing the Yemenis, Africans, uh, and unfortunately, it's, we, we should be shamed of what our governments do. And this kind of manufacturing it's a limited for certain people to work on, and they make a fortune from it, and our general public missing out so much. But we urge every single uh, human here us to uh, do their best to try to change the mentality of the government and stop manufacturing weapons to kill humans. We don't want to kill anybody. If anything, would love to manufacture, would love to manufacture only a kitchen knives to do food. Nothing else. We don't anymore. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a brilliant idea um and i would love to see that myself as well um thanks so much uncle ehab um and yeah good luck with the rest of the of the day and and everything that you guys are up to excellent work and i'm sure i'll i'll see you around i'll come say hey next time i'm down um thank you very much thanks for giving me this opportunity appreciate it no worries at all chat soon see ya thank you bye that was Uncle Ehab down at the Sit Intifada. Uh, if you've got capacity, if you've got time, any spare moment, get on down there. 
go say hey um, and support them. It's the first sitting week of Victorian Parliament this week. So, yeah, get down there and um, get your demands heard. Uh, and just, you know, the, the Victor- I just want to also just really highlight that the Victorian government does have a role to play in all of this as well. It's not just a federal matter. Um, but as Uncle Ehab just said, switching all of our manufacturing away from cars and um, and the like to, to weapons is a pretty, pretty scary reality. Um, so I'll wrap it up there. And I'll leave you with a with a nice song. Um, thanks, everyone. And, uh, yeah, you've been listening to Dirt Radio on 3CR. See you next week. Much 